0: Some of those characteristics are that we've dealt with. Peace and joy. Love. Peace. Peace. Joy. Right. Amen. Amen. So let's let's go into our our lesson tonight. Uh, I'm going easy on you because I I'm going to just do my my. Uh, short uh, uh, review uh, get us up to speed so we can go into our lesson tonight amen so where does where does it all begin when we talk about the fruit of the spirit and uh, by the time we get to the end of this series hopefully you guys will pop this answer off the top of your heads amen where does it all begin submission amen without submission there's what no fruitfulness. Praise God, there's no fruitfulness without submission. So we began our look into uh, the discussion on the fruit of the Spirit, and in that we have found that uh, Jesus likened us to branches, branches that must stay attached to or abide in the vine. For He is the true vine, we are the branches, and His Father is the husbandman. And so we must bear fruit or what happens to the branch if it doesn't bear fruit? It's cut off and done what? Burned. It's cast into the fire. Right. Good. And so we, uh, as the branches are called to do, uh, what Adam and Eve were called to do and what Noah was called to do is to be fruitful and multiply. Amen. And so uh, we discussed in our first Uh, Of the characteristics, we discussed the first one, which was love. Uh, Not a phileo, which is a brotherly love, or an eros, which is uh, more a a marriage relationship type love. Uh, But it is a what kind of love, according to the Greek word. Agape love. Agape love. And what kind of love is agape love? Unconditional and decided it is a choice so so it is without condition but but uh, you know the, the choice of that agape love is to love in spite of conditions so it's not just without conditions it's also in spite of conditions amen so uh, it is a choice and so um, we must bear that fruit of love that love that we have so freely received uh, remember it's not for you. Amen. We as the branches, we do get to be recipients, but when we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, fruit that we must bear, the fruit that we must bear is not for us, it is for who? Other people. It's For the world around us, for our brothers and sisters in the Lord, for for our co-workers and family and friends. Amen. Uh, We spoke of the second uh, of those characteristics, which is joy joy that is unspeakable and full of glory to joy that the world can't give and the world can't take it away we understand that it is as we abide in him that we receive joy for it's in his presence that there is fullness of joy he wants his joy to remain in us so that our joy would be full amen Not just for us, but again, that fruit that we will bear, that it has a good and sweet and beneficial taste and flavor. Amen. To the world around us. I pray that we have joy. Joy at the promises of God. Joy uh, begets joy. And that joy begets more joy. Amen. Last week, uh, we talked about the fruit of peace. Amen. It is for us to pray for peace, peace for our lives, for our homes, for our marriages, our families, uh, for our church, for our city, our nation, our world. And specifically, we're told to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, right? So we need peace. Our peace is constantly under attack. Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. He is the prince of peace and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Amen. He took that upon himself and left us the gift of peace. He's provided peace for all who are his children. and all of these, peace included, becomes evidence in our lives of the working of God. Uh, amen. but that peace is something that we must continue to pursue through prayer and supplication. Uh, I won't go into the reading of it for the sake of time, but Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9. Amen. So let's go into our uh, two portions of text. Uh, So we might get to the point that we memorize these. Uh, But Galatians chapter number 5. Galatians chapter number 5. Verse 22. Galatians is... Uh, immediately following second uh, corinthians which is immediately following first corinthians amen corinthians are following the romans romans is following acts acts is following the gospels galatians chapter number 5 verse 22 when you have it say amen Paul writes, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Amen. John chapter 15. Verse number 1, John, the fourth book of the New Testament, one of the Gospels, John 15 and verse number 1. When you have that, say amen. Praise God. John fifteen one, Jesus speaking, says, "I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he takes away; and every branch that bears fruit, he purges it. That's pruning, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branches cannot bear fruit of itself." except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Praise God. So we are uh, discussing our fourth of those characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Long-suffering. Long-suffering is a word that we don't often use in our generation. Uh, Those that have been in the church for a few years or more uh, might be more familiar with it, Uh, but you you don't have to know what it is uh, and where it comes from in order to be a recipient of it or even to understand it. Uh, No doubt up to this point, you may not have put that word to it But your parents, no doubt, at some point were long-suffering to you. Teachers might have been long-suffering to you. Co-workers or employer. Who knows? Friends. You probably have experienced long-suffering in your life from other people. And maybe even yourself have been long-suffering toward others. Long-suffering is a wonderful grace that is given by God to man, which a man also can give to other men. Amen. Someone once said that long-suffering is that quality of self-restraint in the face of provocation, which does not hastily retaliate or promptly punish. It is the opposite of anger and is associated with mercy. It does not surrender to circumstances or succumb under trial. Praise God. We find it uh, in the scripture, both Old and New Testaments. The Old Testament word for long-suffering in the Hebrew is arek. It is used as long-suffering, patient, or slow to anger. That's uh, many times when you see it translated, uh, you'll see it translated as those three uh, words or statements. It implies a lengthening of of suffering, of patience, and anger. The New Testament word for long-suffering in the Greek, I'm going to try this, uh, makrometheia, macro, I'm probably saying that wrong, uh, but it is used to describe a long-enduring temper, leniency, patience, forbearance. So in both of these instances, we find the mercy of God shown and exhibited so very clearly, but we are also called to exhibit long-suffering in our lives. Amen. We don't like that. At least not in our flesh. We want to respond. We want to retaliate. We want to punish. When somebody does us wrong, when somebody doesn't do things right, We want in our flesh many times to be able to lash out. But this is one of those characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. And so as we have been talking over the last few weeks, uh, when Jesus likens us to the branches, he is the vine. And so uh, as the branches, we have a source from which these things come into our lives. And so we have been talking about the vine first, the source of those characteristics of the fruit of the spirit how how do we receive it we receive it from the vine and so we're talking about the source first then we'll talk about the branches that's you and i and then we'll talk about the fruit that we bear or exhibit to the world amen so let's talk about the vine tonight when we're uh discuss the long suffering the source of long suffering praise god anybody without even going into scripture anybody thankful or been a recipient of the long-suffering of God? Praise God. Amen. That that is a testimony in itself. We are here today because He has been long-suffering to us. Praise God. So let's talk about the source of long-suffering first. Psalm 103 and verse number 7. Amen. The psalmist writes uh, that, and I'll, I'll try to slow down tonight just a little bit so that you can keep up with me in your Bibles. Uh, I think it's important to be able to to search the scriptures for yourself, Uh, but Brother Lee will be helping you on the screen. Uh, Psalm 103 and verse number 7, he made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger. There's that statement, that translation and plenteous in mercy. Remember, it's associated many times with mercy or grace. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins. In other words, you have not received what you deserved. That's what he's saying. Nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Somebody say, Praise God. He has not given us what we have deserved according to our sins and iniquities. Amen. The prophet Joel records in Joel chapter number two. Uh, Joel is uh, among those minor prophets. Uh, and so, uh, I'll give you a chance to turn there. Joel chapter number two and verse number 12. The prophet records and says, therefore also now saith the Lord turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning rend your heart and not your garments in other words get get the inside dealt with so rend your heart and not your garments turn unto the Lord your God why? for he is gracious and merciful what's that statement there? Slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Amen. He is slow to anger. Thank the Lord for it. And we're going to see some of the reasoning why God is slow to anger, why he is long-suffering to us. Jonah was one that knew of the long-suffering of God. Uh, We're going to go to the book of Jonah, chapter number 4, verse number 1. But Jonah, Jonah is a different character. He is also a prophet like Joel. Uh, But God gave Jonah a specific task. He told Jonah to go to uh, the city of Nineveh to preach and give the people of Nineveh an opportunity to repent of their sins. Their sins were so great that God was going to destroy them but he sent them a preacher and what did the preacher do he hopped on the next train he didn't have a train but he he went the wrong way he got on a boat Nineveh was not not he didn't get on a boat to go to Nineveh but he got on a boat and was going the other direction And we understand, remember the story of Jonah? Storm happened. People feared for their lives on the boat. They were trying to figure out whose fault it was. Jonah finally piped up and said, it's me. And uh, he volunteered for them to throw him overboard. And when they did, great fish swallowed him three days, three nights in the belly of the whale. And he got spit back up on the shore and no doubt began his journey very quickly the city of Nineveh when he got there he preached he preached what God told him to preach no doubt from what we can see in scripture he was pretty reluctant I don't know if he was preaching with all of his heart but he was at least giving them the message and they heard the message and they changed their ways they repented of their sins and they called on the Lord and what do you think God did God spared them, right? Now, to a preacher, that should be awesome. But not to Jonah. Jonah had a different understanding from the lo- of the long-suffering of God than what we're talking about tonight. Jonah chapter 4, verse number 1. But it displeased Jonah, not just displeased him, but displeased him exceedingly. And he was very angry. <laughs> Could you imagine? And he prayed to the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was, this not my, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? That's why I fled unto Tarshish. Because I know that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and repentest thee of the evil therefore now O lord take I beseech thee my life from me for it is better for me to die than to live I knew it God <laughs> I knew you were slow to anger that's why I didn't want to preach to these people I thought they deserved what they were going to get God spared them. Jonah was none too happy. What a a shame it is to understand that God is long-suffering and be upset that someone doesn't get what they deserve. Praise God. I thank the Lord He didn't give me what I deserve. And folks, if He does that for you, you better let him do it for somebody else. Let's look at another example of long-suffering. Moses, he was communing with God on the mountain. People couldn't wait for Moses to come down. They grew impatient, demanding that Aaron, uh, his brother, make a calf of gold uh, for them to worship. God told Moses to go down from the mountain because the people were committing a great sin. And as as he comes down, he hears the music and The voices of worship. And just a little bit further down, he sees the idol that they created. We're going to turn in just a moment to the book of Exodus 34, chapter 34 and verse 4. Exodus 34 and verse 4. But as he approached the camp, he is so overcome with anger that he takes the tablets that God had given to him, written with God's own finger, And he throws them down, and they broke. So later on, we find Moses back up on the mountain. And now his task is, now he's got to carve the stones. He had taken up the case, and he had stood in the gap for the people of Israel. So unlike Jonah, Moses decided to take up the case. Moses decided to stand in the gap, willingly, for God's people. Exodus 34 and verse 4, uh, he hewed two tables of stone like the first. He rose up early in the morning, went up into Mount Sinai as the Lord commanded him, and took in his hand the two tables of stone. The Lord descended in a cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, and abundant in goodness and truth. That's the God who served. He should have given them what they deserve. They've already been. I I get frustrated just thinking about those people. To see the ten plagues, how God brought them out of Egypt. And within just a few days, they're already murmuring and complaining against Moses. (laughs) And not too long after that, they're worshiping a false god. Like, God, why'd you do this? But Moses stood in the gap for them because he understood God was long-suffering. God was long-suffering. And just a bit down the road, as they stood at the precipice of the entrance into the promised land, we find these same people at it again. Spies were sent into the land. Ten came back with a negative report. Two came back with faith, looking to go into the land of promise. Who do we understand that they believed? They believed the report of the ten, not the two. So let's see what happened uh, in Numbers chapter 14. I'm not going to uh, read the the entire portion of Scripture that I have just for the sake of time. But for your own notes, uh, Numbers chapter 14, verses 10 through 20. But let's just see... Uh, what what began to transpire here. So in verse number 10, Numbers 14, 10, all the congregation bade stone them with stones. (laughs) That's not a good start. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And the Lord said to Moses, how long will this people provoke me? How long will it be ere they believe me for all the signs that I've shown them? And he starts to begin to list, I'll smite them. Remember, you've ever threatened your kids? I will whoop you. Not that anybody's ever said that, because this is recorded. He says, I will smite them, and he begins to tell them, I'll find a greater nation than those. And Moses said unto the Lord, well, then the Egyptians are going to hear about it. The same ones that you, that you brought them out from. What a relationship Moses had with God, to speak like that with the Lord. Now, he says in verse 15, if you kill all those people as, as one man, then the nations which have heard of the fame of you will, will speak, saying, because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land which he swore unto them. Therefore, he has slain them in the wilderness. And Moses says, And now I beseech thee, let the power of my Lord be great according as thou thou hast spoken, saying, The Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression. Moses remembered what God told him on the mountain, that he is long-suffering. Don't give up on the long-suffering, God. We need it. Sometimes it's our prayer. We're just hoping that God hasn't had enough of us. That He hasn't had enough of our failings. that, that, That He'll give mercy just one more time. He'll have enough grace just one more time. Folks, we're not the first. And we won't be the last until the Lord comes. God told Moses that that I am long-suffering, plenteous in mercy and grace. And Moses reminded the Lord. You said you were long-suffering. Amen. Verse number uh, 20. And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. He heard Moses. I will pardon him according to your word. So God in his long suffering did not destroy them but pardoned them forgave them gave them mercy. Thank God for his long suffering. Amen. We're talking about the source because he is the vine. We're talking about the source of long suffering. Where where can we gain the strength to be long suffering? Where can we gain the ability to be long-suffering when people wrong us and hurt us and shame us? Well, if we're abiding in the vine, and we're going to get there in just a moment, but if we're abiding in the vine, we understand that we're connected to the source. He is long-suffering. Amen. So why is God long-suffering? Let's see uh, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse number 20. 1 Peter just before Second Peter, God, toward the back of your, your Bible. And Peter's writing, and he, he says, uh, which sometime were disobedient. That's us. He's talking about the, the people that he's writing to, who were, were sometime disobedient. When once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. When once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. How long was Noah building the ark? Years? Yeah, that's... 120 years. God could have helped Noah build that ark faster. He could have given them the tools that we have might have been out of place. He could have given him supernatural strength, knowledge and wisdom to build faster. But 120 years. Why would God do that? Why would God let this take so long? He was already at the point that he was he had made the decision, I'm going to go ahead and destroy this people. I'm going to flood this world. And yet he waited 120 years? You tell me that, that God is, is not merciful, that God is, is a God of, of judgment and anger? Folks, he gave them 120 years. And the Bible tells us that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. He was reaching for those people. So let's go uh, uh, to 2 Peter 3, verse number 9. And we're going to see why God was so long-suffering, why God gave 120-year time. Not just to let Noah build the ark, but there's a reason God waited. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is, what's that word? Long-suffering to us For what reason? Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You want to know the reason God gave 120 years? It wasn't just so that Noah could build the ark. It was so that there was opportunity, plenty of opportunity for them to be saved. We continue on reading there, verse number 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and elements shall melt with fervent heat the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness? In other words, check how you're living. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to His promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of Him in peace, without spot and blameless. Verse 15, And account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. Through all of this, As we're watching for and waiting for, hoping for the soon coming of our Lord. No matter how bad the world gets around us, we're looking and watching for Him. And when that happens, when the Lord comes back or if He takes you before that, is that at that point you are able to give an account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. He bore with you a lot. Every time you turned from him, every time you gave into temptation, every time you grumbled and complained, he was long suffering to you. Amen. Romans chapter number two, verse number two through verse number six. I'm just going to give you a, a quick. Uh, insert here so I'm not going to read the whole thing but he starts off we're sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things Uh, in verse number 4 he says or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance why is God long suffering he's giving you a chance he's giving your family a chance he's giving you every opportunity to turn and walk with him to get right with him you can keep reading in that portion of scripture where those that that, uh, Paul is writing about that it was because of the hardness and impenitent heart that they stored up the wrath of God unto themselves But it was because of the mercy and the goodness of God, His long-suffering, that He gave them opportunity to repent. Amen. It's the long-suffering of God that provides those uh, uh, those to whom He gives uh, the time and the opportunity to be saved, to turn from their sinful ways, to be reconciled to Him, to get in the boat to repent. Amen. So if He's the source... Of long suffering, praise God, we are called the branches. We get to be recipients of that long suffering. Paul uh, wrote to the church in Ephesus, Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verses 1 through 6. He says, Therefore, the pri- I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with low- lowliness and meekness, with long suffering. This is how you are to walk, how you, you're to live. You are the branches, remember? So if he's the source, he's giving these things to you. Long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. One body, one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in You all. You walk, and you need to do so worthy of the calling of God. You are the branches. If you're going to be worthy of the calling of God, He's putting things into your life, and one of those is long-suffering. We need to do this, walk with the Lord with long-suffering, keeping the unity of the body, because there's only one body. You can't be a part of another body. There's only one. And so long-suffering says that brother or sister, they offended me, hurt me. You know what I, 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 I like? Uh, there's all sorts of reasons. There's all sorts of things people come up with. But long-suffering says I'm going to stick this out. I'm going to let God work in me and through me, and I'm going to let God work in them and through them. Isn't it amazing? And I'm getting off my notes here, but I just want to bring this up. I've mentioned this before. We will go through all sorts of stuff with our earthly families. Our families, we will we will scream at each other. My brother and, and I used to, used, well, more he used to beat me up. But we loved each other. I knew that as much as he beat me up, he'd fight anybody else for me. And you would say the words that every kid has ever said to their, their sibling or to their parents, I hate you. Right? Don't act so innocent. But we get over it because we're family. Folks, we are part of the family of God. And the problem is is that we write one another off far too easily. We let somebody offend us, and we don't respond to them as as the family of God. We respond sometimes in just, in just the opposite way. We need to let God, that, that fruit of the Spirit, that he, he pours into us those characteristics, we need to let those come out. If we are not exhibiting those, those things, we need to check ourselves because we are probably not connected to the vine. Amen. In order to be true recipients of long-suffering, be able to evidence long-suffering as a fruit of the Spirit, we must abide in Him. For there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. That sounds like a vine. Connected to and flowing into and through the branch. So as we abide in Him, He will abide in us. As He abides in us... He continually is working to change us and make us more like Him. Paul wrote to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. He said, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. But He didn't stop there. What what declaration did He make right there? Of who, I am chief. In other words, if you think if you think these people are sinners, I'm greater than that. I'm the chief of sinners. Howbeit, for this cause I obtain mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. He said, I want you to hear me that Jesus came to save the sinners. I'm the worst of them. But he saved me so that I could be an example, a pattern to those who would would come to the Lord after me. That I would be an example of the long-suffering of God. so I will be an example to others. Paul understood that. We're given the pattern, the DNA, to become like him, and so we must, among other things, become and develop long-suffering in our lives. We become the pattern because we see that there are others who have gone before us. There is a pattern to follow. James says, Uh, In chapter 5, verse number 10, uh, Take my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord, for an example of suffering, affliction, and patience. Look at them. Look at what they went through. They did that in suffering, affliction, and patience. That is literally long-suffering. Jeremiah, 40 years of preaching. Not one convert. Hosea had to take unto him uh, a prostitute as a wife so that God could example his love, his long-suffering to his people. God gave them as our examples. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. God is not unrighteous to forgive your work and labor of love which you have showed toward his name in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end that you be not slothful but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Amen. Follow them. It's going to take faith, patience, but there is an inheritance that's on the way. Praise God. All right, so we have talked about the vine. He's the source. We are the branches. We are recipients of this, recipients of the long-suffering of God, But, but it's given to us to be examples Which leads us into the fruit that we must bear. The fruit that we must bear. If we're not bearing fruit, we cut off and cast into the fire. And so we're called out of the works of the flesh. When we read about the fruit of the Spirit, that is immediately following the context. He talks about the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. And he gives a list. But then he says after that, that the fruit of the Spirit. So he compares the two. Okay? So we are called out of the works of the flesh, and we're called to uh, walk in the Spirit so that that we uh, will not fulfill the the work of the flesh. So that means that the old man is cast off. The new man is how we are living. We walk in the works of the new man. Amen. Uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse number 8. This is one of those lists that Paul gives. Uh, when when he's talking about uh, the the works of the flesh, Uh, this is one of those listings that he gives. Uh, And so uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 8, he says, put off all of these. Okay, so if we want to bear the fruit of the Spirit, one of those uh, characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit being long-suffering, there's some things we've got to put off. There's some pruning that needs to happen to to the branches. Here's what it is. Put off all of these. Anger. We don't even have to go but one into it. And we're already addressing long-suffering. Put off anger. Wrath. There's two. Malice. There's a third right off the bat. Blasphemy. Fill the communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you put off the old man with his deeds. You put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Amen. Jump down to, uh, there's, there's, he goes through much more there, but jump down to verse 13. He says, forbearing one another. Remember, that's one of the, 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 the translations of the Greek word is forbearing. Forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. Vine through the branch. As he forgave you, you forgive others. That's through the forbearing of the longsuffering of God. We must be slow to wrath and anger because we have not been dealt with as we deserve. So we must give in like manner. Amen. Uh, Proverbs tells us, uh, Solomon says in chapter 14, verse 29, he that is slow to wrath is of great understanding. But he that is hasty of spirit exalts folly. So slow to wrath means that you have good, great understanding. In chapter 15, verse 18, he says a wrathful man stirs up strife. But he that is slow to anger appeases strife. You ever, you ever been in those situations where you were able to just calm everything down because you didn't act and respond in like manner? Jump to the next chapter, chapter 16, verse 32. He says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that rules his spirit than he that takes his city. The wisest man to ever live aside from Jesus Christ himself understood that these were important characteristics of being able to uh, live not just with the Lord, but with the people around you. In other words, displaying the fruit of the Spirit. That's what we're talking about. So when we display the fruit of the Spirit, What long-suffering is going to do in and through us is it's going to prove it's going to be the evidence of God's working in your life. That's what the fruit of the Spirit is. When we talk about the evidence of being uh, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Spirit of God, as we live for Him, that is the evidence, is the fruit. That's how they're going to know you. Uh, So long-suffering is the evidence uh, that is... Uh, one of those evidences that is revealed in your life. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 8. 2 Timothy 3, verse number 8. Uh, it says, Now Janies and Jambres, uh, that's the magicians who withstood Moses, uh, They, uh, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their follies shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. But you... Have fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith. What else? Long-suffering. You've seen it in me. Charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, etc. Which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Did you notice? He said that you've known my doctrine, etc., etc., and long-suffering in that list. You've been recipients of the fruit of the Spirit in my life. Long-suffering proves the work of God in your life. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 4. In all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, Stripes and imprisonments and tumults, labors and watchings and fastings. By pureness, by knowledge. By what? By long-suffering. By kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love, unfeigned. Amen. This is how we are approving ourselves as ministers of God. With these things, patience, and then he gets down to long-suffering. Folks, if we're not exhibiting these things, then we are most likely either not connected to the branch or we're resisting the work of God in our lives. He wrote to the Colossians in chapter 10, uh, chapter 1, verse 10, he says, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto, the pleasing, unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto these things, being fruitful in every good work. Amen. And so just like God did for us, just like what we saw God do in the Old Testament, the longsuffering of God gave people time gave them opportunity to change their ways. Gave them opportunity to repent of their sins. So must we if we are exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit among them long suffering. You're familiar with this portion of Scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 4. This is what many call the love chapter. It's the, the word, where the word agape is used in the Greek and it's translated in the King James as charity, but it also is love in other translations. But in King James, it says charity suffers long. Charity suffers long. Folks, I've had kids for 22 years. Charity suffers long. My wife has been married to me for 23 years. Charity suffers long. It means you're going to go through all sorts of things and you're going to need to forgive all sorts of things. We're not talking about love in, in and of itself in this moment. We're talking about long suffering. But you will notice that long-suffering is not just in and of and by itself. God was long-suffering. Why? Because He loved His people. Because His love was continually reaching. That's why long-suffering through the Old Testament is tied to the mercy and grace of God. Because those are all tied together to the love of God why do you think and this is at least in my opinion but why do we think that, that Paul issued uh, when he said that, that the fruit of the spirit is and he started with love because if we don't have love in as he says in this love chapter 1 Corinthians 13 and we are sounding brass and tinkling cymbal, it means nothing If we're just long-suffering to simply be long-suffering, then it means very little to nothing. But if we do it because of the love of God, because of what He has given to us, and we give that same love, they're tied together. It adds the purpose. Long-suffering provides time and opportunity. I want to... being aware of the time right now, so I'm trying to shorten my notes here just 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 a little bit. Amen. When you read in the book of Matthew 18, I'm, I'm just going to give you the scripture for, for the for your notes, uh, but uh, in Matthew 18, verses 23 through 35, the Lord tells a parable of a king. He talks about the servants uh, that they, they're giving account, and this is a, a parable that most are familiar with but one servant uh uh, he owes the king uh, an exorbitant amount of money but he forgave that servant because the servant asked but then the servant goes out and catches somebody else in the street who owes him money and it was a much smaller amount and he had that man thrown in prison his family taken to pay his debt and it was told to the king and the king called him back and said did i not forgive you such a great amount and yet you couldn't forgive them what a parable to show us those who are long-suffering and those who are not we must continue reaching Giving opportunity for people to to turn from their from their sins, to turn from the lives that are tied to this world. Long suffering gives opportunity for change. People are going to do things; they're going to irritate. Hannah <laughs> agrees. People are going to do things they are going to rub you the wrong way. Can you be long-suffering toward them? Jesus came to the fig tree that didn't have any fruit on it, even though it wasn't in season. And he cursed that fig tree. Understand that though we are likened to the branches and Jesus to the vine, we are not part of something that is or can be seasonal. You, don't get, you shouldn't get to choose when you want to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. We can't bear fruit only when we want to, when we wake up on the right side of the bed. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, Paul writes to the young preacher, and he says, Preach the word, be instant when? In season and out of season. Amen. And in doing so, you're reaching for people. You're giving them opportunity. We must be instant in season and out of season. The fruit of the Spirit is not tied to seasons in your life. They are to be on display and exhibited and available for everybody who would come by that branch, your life. So that they can partake of that. Amen. Would you stand with me tonight? Abraham received his promise. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6. After he had patiently endured. That's when he received the promise. Amen. I finish with this scripture. James chapter 5 verse 7. He says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waits for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it until he received the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth not. We want to see the Lord come back because so often our thoughts are we just want to be done with this stuff in this world. But we need to understand what Paul did. He said it's you know I would I would rather go to be with the Lord, but but it's better for me, better for you that I am here. I'm just summarizing what he said. It's better for you that I'm here. And so he was willing to go through and deal with... He had a thorn in the flesh. He went through all sorts of tribulations. And he said, to live is Christ, to die is gain. That's why he could go through all the things that he did. was because he understood that his life was not his own. That he was simply a branch... Connected to the vine. Bearing fruit for the world around it. I pray we can do that. I pray that we don't just, just take this lesson. Hopefully you, you, you like the lesson. That we, we don't just chalk it up. You know, that was a good lesson Wednesday night. And just go about our day. Go about our living. But let the word of God change you. Let it stir you. Be reminded of the long-suffering of God in your life. Give it to somebody else. Lord, we thank you tonight. Thank you, God, so much for all the mercy and the grace that you have given, the forgiveness of our sins, the washing away, Lord, of of the sins that we have have borne, the iniquities that we have committed. God, I pray tonight that you remind us of of where you brought us from, Lord, and and where you want to take us to. And I pray, God, that that in patience, in patience, that we uh, would uh, uh, lay claim to our souls. In patience, Lord, that we would be saved. God, that through long-suffering, Lord, that we would continue to abide in you. And that what we receive, that we would give to the world around us. I pray, God, not only bless your people, but bless those, God, who come into contact with this people. Bless the world. God, that we are involved in, Lord Jesus, that we walk in every day. God, bless our coworkers. Bless them, Lord, with with the the patience and the the long-suffering that we have received and give. I pray, walk with us, God. Direct our steps. Lead us, Lord, I pray, to those around us who need to know you. And I pray, give us a boldness in those moments to speak of what you have done in our lives. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you tonight. Dismissed in Jesus' name. Greet one another in the name of the Lord.